Hi, this is Paul Shepherd, and welcome to the Mindset Changing Podcast. Today's episode is all about a word I am done with. I am removing this word from my vocabulary. What is it? Come and find out. Now, I believe that human relationships are everything. And the most important one that we have is the one with ourselves. Why? Because the way that we think and feel about ourselves will often determine our reality, which people, which situations we are drawn to, and how we reinforce our reality to be true. Now, if you have a loving relationship with yourself, with a healthy internal dialogue, then you are likely to be drawn to people and situations which reflect that healthy connection with yourself. If you have a negative relationship with yourself, so you're quite critical, you're putting yourself down, you don't think you're good enough, then you're likely to be using unhealthy internal dialogue. And this can draw you to people and situations which reflect that reality too. We really do create our own version of reality. It's like our own personal TV channel. Now, the part of the brain responsible for this is the reticular activating system. And its job is to filter out anything that's not important to us. Which means anything that we say to ourselves, anything that we believe, anything that we feel, no matter whether it's negative or positive, your reticular activating system just knows that this must be important to you and therefore will create your version of reality for you to experience and reinforce what you think and feel to be true. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm beginning to see Christmas decorations everywhere. In fact, I know some friends have begun to put up their trees already. And with Christmas nearby, that also means New Year's Eve is closer too. And that can only mean one thing for a lot of people. New Year's resolutions for intentional change. For next year. Now that sounds positive, right? Now when it comes to resolutions and change, we often use a certain word to try and motivate ourselves and create some pressure to make sure we act and create that change. It gives us direction. It gives us a goal. But as many of you know, New Year's resolutions can fall to the wayside very quickly. And I believe that this word plays a big part in that. And the word, if you haven't guessed it already, is should. S-H-O-U-L-D. Should. Seems quite harmless, right? I mean, it's only a word, isn't it? For example, I should meditate more. I should stop being so lazy. Seems like a good thing to say, doesn't it? It's actually quite toxic. Now, in a great little article on Tiny Buddha, Hannah Brain writes, As Dr. Shad Helmstetter explains in his book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, when we tell ourselves that we should be doing something, we're implicitly reinforcing the idea that we're not doing it. If we say to ourselves, I should meditate more often, the unspoken follow-up to that word is, but I don't. Equally to say, if I should be exercising this morning, 
the unspoken ending to that sentence is, but I'm not. In the long term, when we tell ourselves or other people that we should or they should be doing something, as well-meaning as it might be, we're reinforcing the negative and the fact that we or they are not doing it. How often do you say the word should to yourself? Or even to other people? Now, as a coach kind of drummed into us that we help clients develop their own autonomy. It's a whole point of coaching is to bring out the best in that person and to respect their choices. Now, the word should implies that they can't make decisions for themselves. If I said, you shouldn't do that, or you should do this instead, that kind of implies that I am better than them and that I know more. I think should is a very parental word, one that we can imitate from our very own parents or any adults that featured in our history. If they said, you should eat your greens, you should tidy your room, you might actually find yourself mimicking that. I should eat my greens. I should make sure my room is very tidy. And How does it feel when you say that to yourself, if you hear it? Add it to something that you want to do. Then say you should do it instead. Do you actually feel motivated to just go and do it? Or do you feel something else instead? If I add the word should to a sentence, I actually feel a little pressure, like a knot in my gut with some tension pressing against the side of my head. And I can feel myself slipping into a childlike ego state, slightly rebellious. And that lets me know how toxic this word can be for me. I wonder what it does for you when you start adding shoulds consciously to a sentence. This is a great way to bring some awareness to what this word does to you. Now, another thing I really don't like about the word should is that it creates resistance in the present moment. And it says that who you are right now isn't good enough. For example, I should be more confident. I should be slimmer. I should be this. I should look like that. Or I should have. And it implies that the present moment is all wrong too. So it creates a fight as you're saying that this present moment should be different. But it can't be, it isn't. So what's the point of that resistance? And we can say that people should be different. I think we're all guilty of that. The world should be different. And I know that we can all be guilty of that. And you can see this playing out in social media with the divisive and polarizing of politics, the climate, the pandemic, where people are fighting for their shoulds and telling others what they should be doing and that their thoughts, beliefs and actions are simply wrong. Ouch. Because that's not going to create the change, is it, that we want? If we would like to see more positive change in the world, in politics, the pandemic, the climate, 
then telling people what they should be doing isn't going to be helpful. For example, the Austrian government is making vaccines mandatory. And the problem with that is traditionally, and you can do the research into the psychology of vaccines and uptakes, is that when it's made mandatory, there is less of an uptake. So less people want the vaccine if they feel they are being made to take it. In other words, you should take this. There's a natural rebellion. If the Austrian government wants to protect its people, information and encouragement to take the vaccine would be a better way forward. And you can see all around the globe at this moment, people rebelling quite naturally against something they're being told that they must do, even if it's for their own good. I think we can all relate to that, where in your mind, you're using the word should, I should be doing that thing, but you find yourself just rebelling against it, even if you know that actually doing it would enhance your quality of life, that you would feel so much better by getting it done. Now, I remember a client a while ago telling me that they have to use shoulds or nothing would get done. And I asked, curiously, like what? And they said, well, like feeding the kids. And I said, I'd, I'd hope that feeding the kids is something that you would want to do. Oh, yeah. You see, sometimes we see obligation and our responsibilities as a should when they could be reframed as something that we want to do because of the benefits it would bring to the other people or to ourselves. So what shoulds do you think you say the most to yourself? And what impact is it having on you? I'd write a list because the more you bring these shoulds to your awareness, the more you can begin to do something about it. Now I've seen this week a few clients remove to the best of their ability some shoulds. And they looked and sounded like different people. It's really worth thinking about. But if you're not convinced and you're thinking, "Hmm, I'm just going to keep it. I don't think it impacts me. I'm going to put my case forward and then you can do whatever you like. I'm not going to say you should drop the word should. That would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? So here are my top reasons as to why you could stop saying should. Now, as I mentioned before, shoulds can create a fight with the present moment, saying that reality is wrong and that it should be different. Why is that a problem? Well, it can trigger stress, anxiety, and your survival system can kick in. That done repeatedly is not going to be healthy for your mental and physical health. Shoulds change your reality filters to show you what's wrong in your life. Shoulds are a directive to your filters to create your personal TV channel. For example, 
if you think people should behave a certain way, then you may begin to notice all the people beginning to do the opposite. And this reinforces how terrible society is nowadays. Combine that with the media that loves to tell you their shoulds and that you should believe their shoulds. And it's very easy to adopt them into your reality too. Cue outrage and another battle to distract you from the realities of life. I should lose weight. I should be healthier. I shouldn't look like this. I shouldn't look like that. I should have a different lifestyle. These create unfair comparisons with other people, and it is a total self-esteem killer. Trying to create positive change from places of pain sounds like a good idea to some people, but often it's just pain creating more pain. You can hear it sometimes. Right, I should be living a different life. I should be healthier. I'm going to quit this. I'm going to quit that. Um, And it's like a firework. It's like a firework suddenly let off, full of energy, and then it begins to die out. I mean, how many diets, for example, start with good intentions and then begin to wane because people lose patience with the lack of results or how uncomfortable it is? I mean, how many diets are fun, for example? I hear about long fasting periods from people who are into fitness, wanting to look slimmer and ripped, but also how terrible they feel. I mean, that doesn't sound like a sustainable way to live, does it? And is it worth it? I should be doing can demotivate you. It creates rebellion and can make you procrastinate. Now, I don't know about you, but as soon as I say I should, I can feel myself pushing back at it and moving into that rebellious mode. Shoulds can make you boring because they take away the fun. I should be more productive. I should be more successful. I should clean the house before I sit down and rest. This can lead you into the trap of living a life of shoulds where you forget your own emotional needs and that can make you feel really emotionally unwell. I think I've spoken to quite a few clients who through our conversations have realized that they've become all about the shoulds, their productivity, trying to achieve their goals and their emotional needs have been neglected. Shoulds can make you feel angry for not achieving your shoulds, which can lead to you feeling like a failure and not trusting yourself. And that is also another self-esteem killer. Shoulds can suppress you as you don't speak your truth. I shouldn't say that. I should keep quiet just in case. Shoulds can stop you being your authentic self. Suppressing your needs and living the life you think you should live and not the one you truly want, again, can have an impact on your mental and physical health. I think the main thing that shoulds do trigger is guilt. Definitely some negativity and it does create pressure. The more you focus on shoulds, I believe it steals your energy. 
I think we have to remind ourselves as well that shoulds are often built upon the expectations of others and not what you truly want. And shoulds are often judgmental towards ourselves and we can project that onto other people. Should is an illusion. In reality, it doesn't exist because there's no one correct way to live life and shoulds can narrow our minds into polarised thinking. We can even fight for our shoulds, ignoring any room for debate around that should. So we remain closed-minded and stuck in our own reality bubble. Shoulds are future-based and can drain the life out of you. When we say we should look like this, be like that, or have a life like, we are saying that we're not good enough. And this does, as I said before, lower your self-esteem. We can fall into the trap of thinking we will feel good enough if we reach the goal of the should, even though deep down we know this isn't likely and that the should trap will keep us in a hamster wheel going round and round in circles, hoping to get somewhere, but never quite making it. And if you suffer from pain or illness, that I should be better, that I should be pain-free story can create resistance and it can prolong what's going on with you and make it feel much worse. So there's my case. That's why I believe you could stop saying should. But what do you say instead then? I think the most important thing to remember about changing your shoulds is to create a much more healthier dialogue with yourself. So you could focus on the benefits and you could focus on the values of something that would be good for you. For example, I should meditate not only reminds me that I don't, it adds judgment and guilt which isn't likely to help me do it. Focusing on the benefits of what I get from it, for example, I enjoy meditating as I feel calm, relaxed and peaceful, is likely to edge me towards uh, creating a healthy meditation practice. So I should exercise can become, I actually enjoy feeling light, I feel healthy, I really like the energy, I really like the people. And this creates a dopamine response that's more likely to move you towards repeating that experience. Now, I have a bad habit. So my bad habit sometimes is a tendency to rush a little. And if someone is slow in front of me, I can sometimes find myself thinking, they should move faster. Why are they moving so slow? And I can do that not even knowing their story. They could be injured for all I know. But what I like to do is then ask myself, what am I resisting? Now, an answer could be that I'm resisting time, as I feel there isn't enough in that moment. And with that, I can give myself permission to slow down and begin to move into a more adult, authentic self and create a dialogue around that there's nothing to rush for unless I'm really late for something. We all have the ability to bring ourselves back to the present moment. And we all have an authentic 
adult within us. And it's getting to know what do you, as your authentic adult, really want to do? How do you really want to behave? What is in your control and what isn't? And this is why it's good to use a deep breath because you can trigger the parasympathetic nervous system and then you can bring your attention fully to the present moment and allow yourself to feel how you feel and become aware of any old programs kicking in and taking over. And again, that question, what do you really want in this situation? Not your urges, not your compulsions. They're not what you really want. What do you really want? And something else to be aware of with your shoulds is who is saying should to you from your past? Are you simply repeating something someone told you, like a parent, teacher, maybe a society pressure, or was it someone else? Who should are you simply repeating? on autopilot and if you woke up would you like to let it go I think asking yourself the question what would life be like without the shoulds is a great place to start and the key to removing shoulds is to first of all become aware of them devalue them because they're critical and they're not really probably helping you create the life that you really want to live. And then it's important that as your authentic adult, you choose a more helpful and healthy inner dialogue, which you could use to enhance your life. If you have anything to add to this podcast, any comments, any feedback, please do send them to me. I look forward to hearing from you always. And as always, please share, please subscribe. If you use the Apple podcast app, please leave me a review. It'd be really appreciated. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.